Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for coming back, back to this podcast this is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained Podcast team. This is the number one podcast about video game development and the lifestyle of game developers. I feel like I've said that so many times over the last year. And I say that because this is a very special episode. And it's an episode that I couldn't do by myself. Of course, I needed help as always. Helping me round out the new year, start this podcast off right. Mr. King of the Night. You should see him dance, Mr. Brandon Fan. what's up everybody look at my feet this is brandon fam and this is our (laughs) new year resolution episode 2019 has rung in and larry and i can't be more than ecstatic about what the future holds our cadence to start this podcast is so uh, (laughs) it's another late night (laughs) candle (laughs) candle session so uh, the enthusiasm will rise <laughs> as the episode goes on. So uh, as you can probably tell, we do not have a guest this week. This uh, every year we do one, um, obviously, to kind of lay out what happened last year, what our goals are next year, and what's going on with the podcast and everything. And thanking you guys, of course, yep. for tuning in every week and staying with us. Do listeners out there stick with us? It gets better. <laughs> The longer you listen, like the better you feel about it, I promise. Right. And so uh, we'll go structurally, right? We'll start off with kind of naming off uh, in review of what 2018 looked like for game developers out there, uh, gamers as well. And we'll slowly lead into what our current plans are and what our future holds for Larry and I and the podcast itself and what we look forward for 2019. So it is actually a pretty mouthful episode. So we'll try to keep within tradition and keep it within an hour. So it's, uh, you can't mention 2018 without mentioning battle Royale. So from the get go out of the gate, I'm looking at a round table from the very beginning of 2018, how Fortnite kind of came barging in, stealing the spotlight from PUBG. We uh, choice of words, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it's doing great, right? I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, should I, should I, and yes, they should have. I mean, it's uh, it's 2018 was dominated by Fortnite. It, yeah. Other battle royale came in. But uh, Fortnite just led the pack uh, by a large margin, and and uh, it's crazy to think that it's only been a year of yeah. that. I think and, I personally need to eat some crow on this one because <laughs> you know I was I was the big guy who was always like, oh man, you know how did they get the idea? It's like same as this, same as that, and uh, you know I was I was vocal about you know just my preface for originality. And I, I definitely felt like I think it kind of leaned on 
you know, some of the PUBG mechanics that were original to PUBG. Like, I'd never seen something like that before, the way that it was implemented. And I think that the version that I saw go into Fortnite, I was like, oh, man, are you really? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is, obviously, they knew, everyone at Epic knew, everyone even who even saw the demo when it wasn't even in the game yet was like, oh, yeah, this is this is gold. Put that out. We'll deal with the lawyers later. <laughs> right, right, right. So, way to go. Yeah, I mean, it just Epic. comes to show, first to market isn't always the thing. Quality trumps everything because there's a for every uh, portion of the pie that you think the market uh that you have there's a larger portion out there that people haven't even heard of and fortnite made it a cultural phenomenon i mean like yeah. athletes were making were doing the fortnite dances fortnite dances during their celebration uh you see ninja on ellen uh, regularly yeah, last year hanging out with Jimmy Fallon, you know it's a thing. You know we see our boy Doctor Disrespect like trashing on Fortnite, but like <laughs> it's just like everyone still playing it though. Everyone's playing it. I I go around. I hang out with parents. Parents are talking about Fortnite. Yeah. Um. The 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 killer thing that Fortnite was able to do the pudgy couldn't reach was because of its approachable art design approachable mm-hmm. friendly uh pixar-ish mm-hmm. uh style Stay allowed cool. yeah allowed kids basically kids in grade school uh, my kid included all the way to adults just being able to play the same game across all devices mm-hmm. and that's a first and yeah. that was something that PUBG could not yeah, do it- yeah. was not able to do uh will not be able to do i mean just based on the realistic approach versus the stylistic approach and those are two styles that uh developers should really consider if they really are going for a global reach right yeah. and not i mean that's not to sneeze at I'm not saying that pubg is making scraps they're doing fine i mean they just announced they had 200 million accounts on just uh you know, like they had a heart, like a huge mobile market for playing PUBG. Like that's like half their market now, a hundred million customers just on phones playing PUBG. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's crying. Like being number two is never that bad. <laughs> I mean, out of all the industries, there's always, you know, Yeah, when you look at, I'll say this, when you look at how games get supported, especially games that compete with each other, number one and number two are usually like king and queen level. You know what I mean? And then everyone else is like, uh, they're on the radar for a moment or two. But then, of course, you got your Coke and Pepsi, you got your Red Bull and uh, what, Monster now, I guess? Monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can always name two, right? You always name two out of everything in, you know, PUBG and Fortnite. They're they're the winners. So even with Call of Duty, kind of, um taking a piece of the pie but the thing is you can just wait for the storm to be over i mean that's the problem with cod it's like a yearly release right man we never talked about the call of duty move like i actually think this is kind of low and we have friends that work on this game and even with that said i know that they probably weren't the ones that had anything to do with this decision you know when blackout or um call of duty black ops 4 comes out 
there was no microtransactions in the game when reviewers are reviewing the game, yeah. right? So that they're reviewing the like, hey, this game is fun. It's great. It's cool. Here are my scores. Yeah, and then it creeps in. And then once you know those reviewers kind of like their reviews start getting hundreds of thousands of views, no one wants to compromise that. And then microtransactions go in the game. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely encroaching our roundtable. So yeah. most likely our roundtable will cover this because yeah. end of 2019, I don't know if you were paying attention to the news feed. 2018. Uh, 2018 and the beginning of 2019, you know, Activision kept popping up with Blizzard and that whole thing. So we'll talk about that later. But like 2018, yeah, was dominated by Battle Royale. Mm. Uh, it made gaming cool again. Yeah, um, the, the, I, the rolling over of the Me Too movement and as far as like sexual harassment stuff kind of going up and down big games. Mm. Uh, a couple of big companies took some hits last year as well. We haven't forgotten. Yes, uh, a, a lot of the big companies got um, got a warning, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Uh, put on blast it's put like, on blast <laughs> on my neighborhood yeah i mean like it ended it with riot they finally gave the co-founder a suspension a three-month suspension with no pay right pull me early in there how he's gonna figure out three months without pay right it is something but they made an example out of him and um we'll see how that unfolds in 2019 mm-hmm. and uh rockstar of course got slapped on the wrist but you know they've gone on to sell a billion over a weekend yeah. and um just got nominated by a bunch of awards at gdc right out of all, all the places so in a way I don't know how you feel, Larry. I always feel like the art should be separated by the condition it was made, right? I think it's unfair to judge like the quality of the product uh, by the injustice of the making the product. I mean, if it's a good game, it is a good game, right? I don't want Red Dead 2 to be um, pulled apart just because of the working conditions. Yeah. Um, but it is being outshined a bit. Like no one's talking about Rockstar mistreating employees anymore. It's it's kind of been forgotten. And but hopefully that it's I call that the Foxconn syndrome, you know? Mm-hmm. Like everyone loves their iPhones. Right, right, right. People will be in an uproar when they see like, wow, a bunch of people jumped off a roof at the plant that makes iPhones. And that article will get shared like like a like a wildfire for like two days. Mm-hmm. But then that video comes out of the shiny new iPhone and like all the Memoji and like all the cool stuff. And then uh, what? Fox who? What happened? Yeah, exactly. Every time I see someone play Red Dead 2, I'm like, that's a good damn looking game. Yeah. And as a developer, I'm like, fuck, man, that sucks that these guys. But as a gamer, I was like, man, maybe maybe this is what an 80, 90 hour work week needs to produce this type of game truly right mm-hmm. for a real ultimate triple a game like how can you not i can't see them doing this in less than eight years which is how long they took it It would have taken them easily 12 12 years if they were to do it humanely well for the same way, quality product yeah so if they keep the same team size, then obviously the project stretches. If you work less, it will take yeah. longer. 
Um, and it's not always the like, oh, well, just because you have two cooks doesn't mean that it takes right. twice mm-hmm. or half the time to cook eggs. Like it's, yeah. but it, in a way you can say like, I'm sure there were opportunities where like, Hey, maybe the design team has 10 more designers, or maybe, you know, we add five more graphics engineers. We spread the workload out right. a little bit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They, I don't I want to imagine the possibility. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would imagine they had the resources to make it better on their employees. Right. right now, they're not being forced to think creatively how to solve this problem. They're just going with their old ways, which is we need to fight against that because people get burnt out, man. Yeah. Especially working on an eight hour, eight year game. Most people don't last in the industry long enough to get past that. So yeah. um, I'd say the tough part that they have ahead of them is like the rollover, you know, mm-hmm. like how is it easy to retain talent? who's worked on one project feels burnt out, then they want to leave all of the lessons, right? Like all of the culture that they helped develop and be a part of all the experiences that that person grew and is now more valuable to you wants to leave because they never want to do that again. You're right. Like if they kept and made the original red dead team happy and a lot of those guys did roll over and stayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of that experience would have made red dead Two a lot easier. Mm -hmm as a development project, right? So yeah, I I think the eight years is fluffed because of the new people, the new training and like falling in the same pitfalls uh, that they encountered before making an open world Western game. Yeah, because- So yeah, that's true too. I think if I went to Rockstar and granted, I'm super ignorant about it because I'm not looking at their Excel spreadsheets right now to see mm-hmm. like cost in, you know, marketing dollars, time to make man hours, all that stuff. I don't, I'm not looking at their data, but I'm just going to say, imagine if it only took five years to make because efficiency was very high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're An experience. Their, yeah. Exactly. They're billion selling game every five years instead of every eight years. Yeah. Cause I think Red Dead will still sold just as many if it came out you know, with a five-year cadence instead of an eight-year cadence. Right. Yeah. I mean, Rockstar has been the longest consistent company that I feel like at least the main leadership or the main creative team is still behind it since the 90s, right? It's top-down sprites. Yeah, I mean, there's always been a back and forth with them and the Middle Gear team, I felt, which were my two favorite franchises when I was growing up because they would always release around the same year. It was just their dev cycle just happened to be that way. But, you know, Metal Gear's gone. Kojima's gone from that studio, at least. And the franchises from then to here, even though they kept on going, it's like we know for a fact a lot of the creative hits are completely different. Not just the uh, the minions who are developing the team. And Metal Gear isn't just gone. It was it's, murdered. <laughs> it was murdered and came back from the dead <laughs> with the freaking shitty excuse of a Metal Gear game. Oh, my so, God. It was terrible. And, I own um, that game, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the one guy. I'll let, that, I'll let you borrow it if you want. <laughs> I don't want to touch that shit. <laughs> Kojima would roll over in his grave if he died. <laughs> Well, he kind of did die. <laughs> but um, yeah, 2018 was a very turbulent. A lot of shit happened, man. Yeah. Uh, for, for, I feel like to set up 2019 to be the year for unionization or at least some more respect and responsibility 
on behalf of the game workers. I feel like it's building up to that. It started off with GDC with that conversation. Mm. And then all the disasters that we come to know. And we dedicated like two full episodes, Glass Doors to uh, Telltale, right? Which was the pinnacle of everything that we felt was wrong with the industry. You know, just laying off hundreds of people without notice and no health insurance in the most expensive part of the country, right? Uh, America and right? San Francisco. So, Good God. yeah. Um, the thing is, it, it's, um, I feel like the gap has gotten bigger between indie and AAA. Like the middle class is it's disappearing yeah. obviously or being snatched up by Microsoft. Um, but it's gone like double fine. Maybe is the only one I can really think of is like the middle tier. Uh, but a lot, even like a lot of the indie guys have been bought um, like from uh, Valley of the gods, you know, got is moving with the steam. A lot of the studios like obsidian um, in exile, uh, Ninja Theory, all these smaller, the Forza team has have been bought and secured, which is great. And maybe the indie guys are are more triple I indie, right? We uh, we're hearing and seeing more indie developers who are ex triple A developers getting some real nice financing to not be so big, but be able to produce quality on par with a lot of AAA and just in smaller chunks. So we are at least seeing that kind of testing ground for, for producing the same quality without um, making it or sacrificing the artistic vision for the game. Right. Um, so I see that sector growing a lot. Um, but I mean, that pretty much wraps up for me, unless you have something to add, what 2018 looked like uh, from at least the, the highlights uh, that we felt. I would say what I loved about, I guess, kind of the end of 2017 and through 2018 was just seeing Sony take an attempt at the classic uh, console. <laughs> so Dude, that gotta, was just I got to throw phase. that out there. That was <laughs> it happened so, right at the end of the year. I oh Lord. Right. I bought one just off of strength of like okay, oh cool. God. Wasn't it just you, a big I'm USB so drive? I'm so okay. disappointed. Okay. I had hope. I was like, okay, I see the first like four games or five games they released. I was like, all right, they got Final Fantasy 7 and Tekken 3. Really I wanted two games. I wanted Final Fantasy 7 and I wanted Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Now granted don't tell me emulation and yada, yada, yada. Like, I understand. I hear you. I'm still, a, because this is how I make my money, I still prefer to spend money when I'm acquiring things that I want. And mm-hmm. so I only bought in for the novelty of it's, I'm buying a PlayStation and it's going to have like, hopefully at least four games that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And it will sit on my desk as like a collector's thing that I play every now and then. Yeah. I was so disappointed when the final game list came out for that thing. Yeah. I understand why people are like, yeah, Larry, you should probably emulate. You should do this. You should do that. Like, I understand why they say it because Lord have mercy. It's still in the box. I'm like, it's, it's still in the box. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Oh my God. Hopefully I'm broken hearted, (laughs) broken hearted over that. 
I mean, the marketing behind it, even I don't fully understand what it is. So it was like a limited edition of games? Like it wasn't like continued? Again, I'll step out and say that like I don't have all the information here. I'm just going to use my experience in the industry and make the best guess that I possibly can. Um, they're, They're more inclined to have to deal with licensing issues than you would imagine because these games probably don't hit that 20 year mark where other companies like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Go put it on there. We'll give you like 10,000 for these three games or like some sort of backdoor deal, whatever they, the games that people wanted, right. Much like N64, like everyone just wants to know if they're going to do a mini for GoldenEye, but GoldenEye and James Bond is not owned by Nintendo. So therefore that's a talk and that's, we have to break some bread in order to put that on the console that drives the cost of it up. Right. So they're looking through the trash. Like what's the cheap, what can we put on here that just, you got to have final fantasy seven. Uh, so that one was there at least for me, but like, I was just like, what the fuck are these other games? Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys yeah. missed. So I'm assuming maybe there was just some backend business deals that didn't work out between who owns the licenses that people wanted to see and their ability to actually put it on and keep the console under a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping was the reason why it sucked. Yeah, I mean they just need to double down on their digital service, yeah. provide PlayStation Live as a service, and all those will come back, and all games will actually profit from new customers. What's sad is buying that PlayStation. I was like forty dollars away from just getting a Vita at that point. Oh my god, which has good. much better, much you know, better. support for PlayStation Classics and all that. So that's why right, I, right, I feel right. like a sucker. Yeah. All right, that was it for me. Close out yeah. 2018. What's new? All right. What's new? So um, we can talk about us. Okay. All right. Yeah. So 2018 was uh, was a fun year. I think we we had a lot of great guests, learned a lot uh, selfishly. A lot of these guests that we talked to are specifically for us to grow from, to learn from. Uh, to get better at so uh, we just happen to have mics in front of us basically and And um, share that information with everyone else as well so that's right right of course that's our generosity (laughs) right and uh, we you know we've always been in a one-hour format we record the episode we put it up right we have our patreon supporters uh, getting it a week early so you know with video so if you guys are listening, we actually record this with video, uh, not very low production. That's why we don't publicly, but it's like raw, yeah. unedited, right? We experimented and we're going to continue experimenting. it. Um, but uh, we did start and revamp the website. So if you guys haven't checked the website, it is snazzy. If I can't say it myself without sounding pompous, but um you know, we also begin blogging a lot of our episodes and uh, that has helped reach newer people, um, especially just being able to share it and giving people previews without having to buy in an hour of listening to these two guys they never heard of. Right. It's just like I read the content basically of what the episode's about with pictures yeah, and uh yeah. And so it, we experimented, we tested, and it has really been really good. And we've, you know, a lot of new listeners are listening. Um, so we got I do, yeah, I do feel like there's been more influxes of just people reaching out. Yeah. So I definitely want to provide, and I'm thinking this out loud, I would definitely want to add this to the website 
in the listeners out there, let us know through social media how you like this idea. Jump on Discord, whatever. Let us know. But uh, having a section where you can record off your phone anywhere, PC, a piece of audio to kind of do a shout out to us or anybody that we would love to play at the end of the episode. Um, No extra software, no nothing. It's basically if you have a phone with an internet connection, you can record a piece of audio and it will be sent to our email inbox. And I think that would be pretty neat to kind of play some more listeners involvement or in questions right i mean we always get these questions through social media discord and we address them as best we can but it'd be nice to have an audio version that we can just answer live and make it a lot easier um but uh those are the type of things that i felt uh what we did in 2018 were pretty successful we were really um good on the just letting people know more about what we do and blogging is not a dead (laughs) it's not a dead art form like it's uh, more than ever uh more popular i think nowadays long form media um there's a good amount of audience out there that appreciates that Mm-hmm. Uh, especially people who like scanning through content. Like uh, I definitely do that before I buy into watching a video. Um, you know, I always look at the times, like how much time is this? But if I have a text form <laughs> with some pictures, I was like, all right, this is something I might be interested in and then I'll watch. Right. Yeah. So that's personally how I browse uh, before I uh, waste my two minutes on somebody. I never, never, heard about right so i don't know how you feel about what we did in 2018 on a personal level sure i i loved some of the initiatives that we took in you know just trying to solve issues in game development when it was you know talking about game workers unite you know talking about some of the big layoffs that hit and trying to you know find avenues or resources that people can use that were affected by those situations that's me. I'm always like charity first. Like I love knowing that people are being helped or trying to help people. You know, yes. that's uh, like, I'm an old soul. Like I come yeah. from like that family. It takes a village. Right. Type of type of community. Yeah. So, I think we accidentally uh, became, we're becoming more and more like journalists every year. <laughs> was not, was not, well, I mean, it was kind of the intention, I guess yeah, no, by definition that what that was what we were doing. But me was like, to me, it's always been ranting with a purpose, yeah. uh, more so than like reporting. But um, the the initiatives that we've taken with the blog and just you know tackling real issues with total abandonment, I think you know we were. I think we we started out of the gate pretty strong, yeah. like year one. I'm talking about here. We were never really reserved, but we're we're tackling some taboo issues and not not too afraid to kind of say it at how it is because you know as, as a game developer as a consumer I, I do see that a lot too much in media where it's held back but in 2018 i i like giving uh the media a little more credit like i just overall i think us journalists are taking more of a stance of uh promoting healthier uh, conditions for game developers and actually caring and educating the consumers of what it takes to actually make games. And I, I feel like that is 
uh, continuing to ramp up for 2019. So I, I, I uh, am grateful that we were able to contribute towards that uh, mission, uh, which is has always been our, even if it wasn't uh, completely intentional, uh, it has always been kind of like a foot, well, not a footnote. What, what would you say? A uh, our desire, right? Our deep desire to kind of fix things. You know, I think that is slowly coming to shape for what we need to do. So uh, that that's my lead in to what we are going to do in 2019. How about Larry? You start us off. <laughs> Uh, so we're cooking up a couple of things really interesting this year. Um, I made a promise that we were going to be getting into video more. And I even had some personal conversations with people on discord, uh, about what some of our video plans were. And I guess now it's time to announce we've done one piece of content under a new banner on YouTube called games unchained, not game dev unchained game dev unchained has a YouTube account already. This new account is games unchained. And what we're doing here is. We know that we're big time game developers. We've been developing games for where we're now working on our finishing our 11th year. Whereas we've been playing games since we were like five, six, you know, so we also have that expertise. And what I was saying to Brandon was, I believe that we can take our same format. We can take him and I and our personal spin and the way that we talk or dissect things and bring it over into the game consumption side of the game industry. So now we're covering both. We have a platform, which is a podcast and the Game Dev Unchained YouTube channel, where we're covering content related to game development and game development news. And what I'd like to do with Games Unchained is that's where Brandon and I can make content that is literally like, hey, this is what we thought of the latest Spider-Man game, which is the video that you can find right now on YouTube on Games Unchained. And I'm probably going to be heading up this project mostly until I think Brandon relocates to Orange County, and then we can start doing it together. The goal isn't to be one or the other. It's like, we're a team package deal. So when we can get Brandon and I in a studio together, it'll be Games Unchained by Larry and Brandon, which is going to be the sweet recipe that everybody expects when they try to find either of us. But for now, I'm heading it up. Uh, so please, you know, if you have a minute, go to youtube.com, look for Games Unchained. You will see all the video content that I'll be adding there weekly as we cover the consumer side of game development. So that'll be reviews, that'll be news related to buying games related to what's happening in, you know, the game industry that it's not specifically game development related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm excited about personally. Yeah. Uh, there's something else I'm excited about. I'll let you throw that one out there. Cause I don't want to spoil all the good news. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious, right? So we're, <laughs> so I'm an artist. Larry's a designer. We're game developers. We work for other people. So in 2019, we're uh, really pushing initiatives to make our own game, right? We're not ready to publicly announce it. There's no website out there that we want you to go to just yet. Uh, If you want to hear more about it, and we will be talking more about it at the beginning, next few months, basically, not at the end of the year, not in the middle of the year, but pretty close man the next few months we're gonna start uh talking more about it and so if you want to make sure you're on the heels of that uh just subscribe to our newsletter for gdu right you can find it on gamedevonchain.com just subscribe to the newsletter you're going to find out more about that so uh 2019 is going to be a big year for us um like not only are we trying to get 
together physically because we would love to we've been you know i mentioned a little earlier right that um that uh that uh larry and i would love to be on the same location do these interviews live even if our guests can't make it live it'll be great to kind of have that energy because there's a huge difference even if larry has his webcam off or i do uh and just conducting interviews uh, we were able to play off of each other's energy virtually and that just magnifies when we're in the same room together it's just a whole different yeah dude i'm i'm like i'm cackling more than ever and uh and and just having a guest in there too would be great you know if they're not orange county bound then at least uh virtually larry and i would be there together and talking to our guests and that alone is already a plus and then finally we can have the correct camera setup to make it uh a legit youtube uh show so what's what i'm excited about games unchained uh in addition to game dev unchained is that um a lot of the issues that developers tackling are internal that we got to fix from the ground up but it's also helpful to have the game consumer side of things to understand the issues, to kind of bring that group along to kind of uh, provide the spark that we need to, to, to flame the issues even further and, uh, and resolve them. So games Unchained will help kind of build a repertoire on that side of the fence. And our goal is to eventually marry the two and just educate everybody on what's going on and uh create a bigger bigger thud yeah i want to jump in keep in mind like our whole goal is like we want to be full-time employed creatives uh but independence is also a very big part of that you know and so the youtube platform the podcast platform these are things that we're going to be continuing to carry and develop as we grow this but if we reach the point where we can do this content as our primary source of income, and this isn't me doing a Patreon ask, this is just me laying out tracks and forecasting. Imagine the kind of content that you guys will be able to get when we're like, all right, cool. You know, we are able to have like a little small room, not necessarily a studio, but at least a location where we have all of our audio equipment, our video equipment, and we can record video and podcasts at the same time. Uh, We can develop our games in-house together. There's a lot of things that we want to do, and we're hoping that we've made the right bet in setting up these platforms to help us get there. So if five years from now you want to see Brandon and I, you know, running a YouTube show talking about video games and still talking about game development, then just please continue to listen to our podcast, show support however you can, because honestly, we appreciate it. We don't beg, but we always appreciate whatever interaction, whatever you feel like you can do to be a part of this, not to help us, but to actually be a part of this. Uh, we appreciate you. Okay, Larry, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, so I know you've heard me continue to ask Brandon what he's been working on, but secretly I've known what he's been working on all this time. If you listen to this specific episode of our podcast, you'll hear we've been working on a secret project. But most importantly, helping us make that secret project look as good as it's been looking. The reason why I've been so jealous of Brandon's art skills is because he's been actually using Megascans. And Brandon, please tell the good people about Megascans and how it's helping us achieve our dreams. Yes, Megascan is a, is a great program for indie and big studios out there to have PBR-ready textures at a click of a button. 
And you can't imagine how difficult it would have been if we didn't have Megascans to work on our secret project. Uh, obviously, uh, having photogrammetry scan textures and objects uh, and having libraries full of them updated every week and working with the guys at Quixel has been very helpful. The tools are only getting better and having this type of quality for a small studio like us is uh, just basically speeding up the process for developing this game. So if you want a piece of this, go to megascans.se and when you're checking out, enter the code GDU for three months 30% 30% off and get going, man. This is the future. This is the way to do it. If you're an indie studio out there, if you're working within the studio and you are thinking about how to speed up your pipeline, go tell your leads to look at mega scans and make it a thing because I don't see how people are developing games the old fashioned way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot without using all the resources out there like base scans. Uh, the best endorsement I can give as the designer on the project is Brandon's doing the work of four people by himself. Unfortunately for Brandon, he's still only getting one share of the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have to tip my hat to mega scans, allowing him to work faster, use high quality scans and to add art into our game at a much higher rate than we were able to do the natural way. So kudos to you, Brandon and mega scans for all the awesome art. Yes. Again, it's a uh, code GDU at checkout at megascans.se and you will get your 30% off for the first three months. But yeah, definitely look forward to Games Unchained and our secret project because I'm excited about both. Yeah. So, and I don't, I don't always like to like tout our success, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. You know how that goes when I preface it with that type of thing. But I love I love every time we hear from our listeners. Um, it's just it gives us a lot of motivation to keep going. Not that we're demotivated or anything, but it's like it's nice little confirmations. Like, all right, yeah, we're being heard by like the best people in the industry right now that I admire, uh, and so we get that, you know, almost daily, weekly, just people that just reach out and like, hey, man. Love what you guys are doing. Glad you guys are talking about these issues. I literally been trying to look for something. Uh, and it's great to know that I'm not alone out there on the shit that's going on right now. So um, just being able to be that voice and give people the confidence to to know that there's something else out there. Because uh, I know speaking for myself, if I were to look back before the podcast, I felt trapped. Uh you know, I, I that I thought uh, the problems I was facing in the game industry was unique to me and maybe the people close to me that sits around my desk. Uh, I didn't think of it more than a global thing because if, you know, I was naive going in the industry thinking that um, this is something I'm going to do forever. Uh keep climbing up to the company that I eventually want to stay at. And as time went on, I just, all the dream companies that I wanted to work at, uh, I either did work for them or I kept hearing horrific problems. 
from them. And I was like, wow, so where do I go if the best companies I thought were like all the shits together isn't together? And I'm only like, what, when was I? I was only 28 <laughs> at that time. I was like, man, I got 30 plus years left. Like how much time do I have out? So it was seriously, a, it wasn't a quarter life crisis, but it was an existential crisis, right? Where I can't separate the career from my private life. Obviously they're intertwined. Obviously when I get pissed off at something at work, it affects my personal life. Obviously, if I have to move, my whole family gets uprooted. And so it affects our family, close family and friends. So you can't ignore and separate the two. And it was just something I wasn't prepared for. And it was um, something that I kept, uh, I had to keep rolling with the punches. And I'm still rolling with the punches. I'm still figuring things out. But the podcast has helped centered me um, by reaching to more people than I have ever before outside my network to learn from people who have solved this issue, right? And uh, and uh, thankfully, listeners out there are benefiting the same way that we are and, and figure out optional paths, and not feel trapped, which is my main thing with the podcast in the first place. Not just having people not feel trapped. Like there are other things that you can do using the skill set that you've acquired without having to pivot like crazy just to make things work. Right. And uh, there's just so many, I still have so many questions, you know, if I were to kind of place myself, I'm still at the beginning stage of becoming ultimate sensei right i'm not there yet obviously there's still so many questions to um that's why i'm so excited that we're actually making a game and uh that's no doubt in my mind is going to happen it's going to happen it is happening we got but like on it after this podcast i know right we're, we're working on it right now yeah. but getting the financing part i'm, I'm excited about the whole journey yeah. and mapping that journey for you guys out there to kind of like all right we talked to the best we're going to attempt it and we're going to show and talk about our attempts yeah. um, not to completely take over the whole goal of the podcast. You know, we don't want them to make it Larry and I show uh, <laughs> it's just Larry and I commentary. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't fully say that it's like, uh, it's all about our guests, but it's a, it's a little mix. Like <laughs> yeah. it's about us as well. Um, finding out what this whole thing is about. And, uh, I think the next stage in our podcast and our own professional life is not just studying. It's actually doing. And then after doing is succeeding. And after succeeding is succeeding again. You got to succeed twice. I think to actually be established as a game studio. And then after twice is finally something we were like, all right, we, kind of have a hand on this and can talk about it. Right. We're not there yet. So there's so much, so much road left for us as a game developers to become sensei at this. And so I'm so excited in 2019. I feel after what, four years has it been four years or three years? We did our three year anniversary, this is, right? This, this is, is our calendar year. year four, but full years of podcasting. We've done three. Right. 
So after three years of podcasting, we're finally making a game and leveraging all the friends that we have to help make that happen. Mm -hmm. And we're so excited when we're ready to share that with you guys to kind of tell you what's up from a first person view of shit. I think I fucked up at that investor meeting. (laughs) This is why. Or uh, Let's rewind. Let's rewind. (laughs) And here uh, is where we messed up. Exactly. (laughs) And so we're going to, we're going to definitely pepper those episodes in throughout the year. Not too much. We don't want to make it too much about us. We, we have so much more to learn. um, But I definitely want to document our experimentation phase with this as well. That goes with growing the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to making the game. So uh, those so are the I actually want to jump in and I know we talked about potentially doing this earlier, but I'm going to spring this on the audience because now's the best time anyway. Um, so this ask that I'm doing now is not actually for money per se, but I do want to let everyone know what I believe our plans are for unifying everything. Right. So when we say we want to make a game and we want to do the podcast, we want to do games unchained. You're seeing these like micro fragments of content that more or less take up, you know, two days for this project, one day for this project, four days for this project kind of thing. And we, we rotate, you know, we'll work on the game. Then we do our podcast episode, then back to the game. And then I'll film a game unchained video, but we're doing all of this in our free time outside of work on weekends. You know, uh, I was talking to Brandon and I said, I think that there's an opportunity to make a game company, but not a traditional game company in the sense that we're just going to work on a game for a year sell the game and hope we made enough money to pay back what it costs us to make it yeah. and then give us runway to try it again. Uh, the strategy that we're building is, you know, much like a butcher treats a pig, you sell the rump, you sell the pork belly, you sell the thigh, you sell, you know. So what I was saying is the podcast is something that gives us an opportunity to tell people that we've made a game. So there's an opportunity there, you know, uh, games on chain on the YouTube. If that grows, that's another Avenue that we could use to tell people or to interact with people on stuff that we're doing. And then the game development itself, just making the game is one thing, but then, okay, now that the game is out, Hey, here are the assets that we use to make the game that's for sale. Hey, you know, uh, here's how we made the game. Here's like tutorials. Here's educational content, which both of us have done. We've both taught in college uh, mm. as professors in game development. So essentially, we're trying to put together a company that is covering a lot of risky areas by creating something in that area to help. So usually people say marketing is your hardest part. We started with what we're going to do to help market the things that we want to make. And then we made the thing. So I guess the ask here is, and this is serious, if anybody knows anybody who may potentially be interested in talking to us about trying to legitimize everything that we're doing, we would love to talk. Um, I'm not going to say like, oh, we need $10 million. Like that's, that's not the conversation I'm trying to have here. All I'm saying is we want to make a company that's the media company, that's the game company, that's the YouTube company, that's doing our podcast, that's doing our YouTube content, that's doing the game and all of that under one roof, then we can do that full time. So if you know somebody who might be interested in some hardworking, tenacious game developers who are very creative, uh, please send them our way. And that's yeah. my only ask. That's info at gamedevonchain.com. Our pockets are open. So <laughs> <laughs> seriously, if you uh, want the whole dog and pony show, of course, we'll back it up with documentation and all that stuff. 
I guess I'll be the doggy since Larry's more impressive. So he'll be the pony <laughs> in this kind of show. But uh, yeah, we're real. 2019 is something. We're going to make something happen. Yeah, it's going to be a big year for it's us. Gonna I happen. can already feel it because there's stuff in play right now. And, yes. you know, come financing or not, we have plans that we're executing. Exactly. And that's the best part is it's a no lose scenario. It's just a now or not right now, but soon yes. or eventually. Yes. That's what we're looking at. Yes. So, so 2019 is, is a big year for us, uh, not as uh, just as podcasters, but as game developers as well. And, uh, you know, just, just all the knowledge we encompass. It's, I feel very ready to do something with it, uh, at least in practice. And, um, yeah, well, thank you for all the listeners out there for all the support. Um, we definitely want to make it a goal to interact with you guys more because I forget I'm talking to Larry. I'm looking at Larry. I'm talking to Mike and this goes out there and I don't remember half the things I say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be played back at some point. And that's the um, scary part about three years of podcasting. Someone's going to run. There's a lot of... <laughs> Uh, there's, there's uh, a lot of stuff about us. Yes, yeah. No, I don't know. What? Yeah, but no shame, man. I, it's yeah. been the most freeing outlet uh, as a game developer. Um, just going through the stuff that I've gone through, and hopefully for somebody out there, it gives them warmth yeah. and comfort, knowing that you're not alone. And uh, we're we're gonna we've been doing we've been talking the talk. So this year is about walking the walk, right? This year is a big step forward for Larry and I to make this happen because um, we I like to think that we've proven that we have a formula here with the podcast and I want to improve that with uh, some video additions. I think video is a... F- big thing and uh and we're not taking full advantage of that because it's not extra work for us we are videotaping a lot of our audio conversations it's just requiring a legitimate background (laughs) some setup that we can just show up at and uh i look forward to that first taping where larry and i are in the same room with a guest or not preferably with a guest it'd be great to have actually ray in there yeah um it's happening <laughs> and just sit there together and be like chatting for an hour because it you know i see these guys uh you know in person and it's like always the funnest times like uh just talking live because there's so much going on from the chest down <laughs> no, i'm kidding <laughs> with my hands i mean yeah. that should express my thoughts and uh you're able to riff more you know i'm sure you guys talk to people live so you know what the difference is than a webcam so yeah, that, well, that's what i'm looking forward to yeah and then i remember when we were talking about like oh we're looking at the facial capture technology that was driving the 3d models on the phone 
And I was like, let me describe it. Oh, he's doing, you yeah, know, like yeah, we can yeah, completely yeah. circumvent. Yeah, watch the video, guys. Watch the video. So I'm really excited that we're going into video. I think that's the way to go. People are consuming a lot of video content these days. And I think that it's time that we put our stamp on that as well. Uh, we used to do recap, had a lot of fun shooting those. But again, oh, yeah, that one worked together. So it worked. It was easy to do. It worked, though. It was like yeah. a showcase of what could be. And yeah, yeah having that old lady or someone ran and walked behind us was part of the fun. <laughs> you never just, know what you're going to get when you record in downtown. LA. Really? I'll tell you that much. Random people sitting next to us is like, can't you tell that we're doing something? But uh, police yeah. sirens, you know, exactly. it's just wow. part of just the early the days. Dumbo. It's one of those things that we'll look back as a gag reel and it'll be yeah. funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I feel about everything. Well, how do you feel about saying thank you? I've got a couple of thank yous. I just want to drop um, seriously from the bottom of my heart. Everybody who's still listening to even this episode of the podcast right now. uh, Just thank you for believing that we're doing something cool. I hope we're providing you with benefit and value because we definitely show up every week and we drop an episode. Brandon goes hard on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn looking for people to interview and guest. I do such an awesome job writing five random questions every week. I mean, just (laughs) the amount of work that goes into this podcast and just what we do. We believe in this podcast. We believe in what we're doing and we want to help people more than anything. Um, sure, we have our own personal goals for it. We want it to grow. We want to help more people. We want more reach. But again, we started this for a reason. You know, we didn't want people to get taken advantage of in the industry. Uh, we wanted people to have more information than they did. We wanted people to feel safe in knowing that they probably weren't the only ones going through hard times in game development. And I think that those are things that we've been achieving. So if you've been along for the ride, if you can name a favorite episode, if you have a favorite moment, Right. Or if you've ever sent our podcast to another person just because it came up in conversation. Seriously, thank you very much, because we're three years in. We've grown. You know, we have a discord of people who are like friends now, you know, that talk to us about, hey, this is a game project I'm working on. Or, hey, look at my art. Or, you know, what do you think about this? Or here's some jobs. You know, like we've got a little community. You know, we're nurturing it. It's a little baby community, but it's a community. Right. And I can't tell you, man, it feels so good to just see something that you put into the dirt and you watered start to grow. Um, yeah. yeah. So just thank you, everybody. Your, your friends, your family to me. Uh, if you ever see me and you want to just like say, Hey, slap hands, I'm not a celebrity or anything. I'll always spend time to talk. I don't care, mm-hmm. man. Let's meet. Let's keep the community going. So just thanks for being a part of it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I'll sign off with that because it was more eloquent than anything I can think of, but I will add this, right? Take off your damn headphones, <laughs> turn to your colleague and tell them about Game Dev Unchained, for God's sake. <laughs> Even if you don't like them, but it, it will be, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm thankful to, to, for you just listening. So thank yeah, you yeah. from the bottom of my heart uh, that you are tuning in to kind of hear us rant uh, with some helpful advice. So yeah, I'm we're going to have some kick-ass guests coming on for 2019 um, to learn and and just help you navigate through this crazy ride that we're all going through right now. So thank you and, very much, guys. Uh, yeah, just thanks for an hour of your life every week. It means a lot. So without further ado, I'm saying toodaloo. See you guys next week. 
So thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope that you're a subscriber, but if you aren't, please feel free to follow us on any of the major podcast platforms, especially iTunes or Spotify. You can find show notes and more resources available to help you become a successful game developer. Just go on over to our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, then definitely come check us out in Discord where we chat in real time for After Show Tuesdays to discuss episodes and Feedback Fridays where we share screenshots on the projects that we're currently working on. If you go over to Patreon.com, you can support our podcast financially. And if you do so, you get access to Life Unchained, our on-the-pulse, unfiltered game dev gossip content that we make exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And as usual, you can keep in touch and follow our happenings on Facebook and Twitter. That's Game Dev Unchained, the podcast.